when Zach first started here, he looked at me and said, you know, you don't need to come to work at six o'clock in the morning anymore. I got it. I'm used to not having the owner here. I, my last business for 10 years, the owners were absentee and I just like had the most shocked response. I was like, oh my God, where have you been my whole life? So um, that's been great. So uh, just even that little bit of freedom, just waking up and hanging around a little bit around the house and um, often with the computer in front of me doing some things, but still just not being here and in the throes and, and being able to work on the business now because there was so many times before Zach that I had a goal of doing more traction and um, and getting the EOS implemented, implemented, but I didn't have any time to implement it. I was so much in the business. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk's conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job is to give you a voice here on Peer Talk. Peer Tech is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Are your results actionable? View your industry data like never before. Gain insights, view real-time KPIs, drive growth, unlock potential. When you join PeerTech, your data drives decisions. Peer benchmarking allows you to see your data like never before. Why be satisfied with incomplete data when clear, responsive, real-time trends could be yours? Now is the time to start making insightful, data-driven decisions for your business. PeerTech. Our guest today on Peer Talk is Beth Hoff Blackmer from Aspen Rental in Basalt, Colorado. Beth is a 15 year or so member of Peer Executive Groups. She has um, chaired her group in the past. She also um, has been a regional chair at the American Rental Association as well as the national president. At that stage, she also was crucial in being part of the Women in Rental Committee, and now they have an annual event. Um, also, seven-time included in the top 100 women-owned businesses in Colorado. So today, we will be hearing from Beth on her annual planning thoughts. Welcome to another edition of Peer Talk. I am very excited for 2023, as I hope you are as well. Um, today, we have a very special podcast. We're going to be speaking with Beth Hoth Blackmer. Welcome, Beth. Thanks, Dan. It's great to be here with you. Excellent. Beth is going to focus our discussion around annual planning and getting prepared for 2023. Uh, she and I have been back and forth on a number of items um, around planning, and so we're very excited to share with you uh, some concepts you should probably keep in mind. And for those of you who know Beth, um, Beth at Aspen Rental has um, served um, in volunteer leadership for a long time with the American Rental Association, even taking on the president role Um you know, I think it was two years ago, right? Now it's been. Yes, I was the pandemic president. The, pan the pandemic president. I love that. Oh my gosh. She has been a longstanding member of peer executive groups, uh, has been active with her group Rat Bag for, gosh. Since 2008. 2008. Excellent. Wow. So this will be the 15th year. Mm -hmm. Very impressive. Okay. So with that, Beth, why don't you tell us a little bit about your origin story? Give us a little bit on the company and then also how you got involved and in, in your past with it. Okay. 
Um, my dad uh, started Aspen Rental in April of 1967. He had been a traveling salesperson and mom needed him to be home a little bit more with three young kids. So he looked in the yellow pages in Denver and saw the concept and came up here and started the business. So I grew up with the business being around, but I never really worked in it at all. I helped him do billing and things in high school. So fast forward to 1999, I'm back here living in the area and his uh, manager started having some health issues and was going to need to leave the valley, the altitude um, within about 18 months. So people, my dad was preparing to sell the business and people were talking about it. And uh, but two gentlemen came up to me, um, happened to be on a bike ride in Europe, and they said I should take over this business. And I sort of laughed. I thought, I don't know the first thing about construction. So... Um, thought about it and then talked to my dad and it was decided that I would do it and I would buy it from him because there were other siblings. So I wouldn't have any partners that I didn't want to have to deal with if I, they weren't going to be working here. Um, so I became the owner of Aspen Rental in January of 2000. Um, we are a single location construction equipment uh, rental only. We have tables and chairs for like 50 people, but that's about it um, in the event side. And uh, it's been a great run. I grew the business a lot in the early 2000s, then had a very difficult recession like many others, and then have been growing the business mostly double digits since about 2012. So, And I've just finished two years of very big growth. Wow, excellent. Yeah, we're um we're excited that you are back at it and uh, obviously when you're out on the road representing the American Rental Association, it gives you a chance to meet with a lot of other rental operations, that's true. Yeah, I in my time on the um board, I was actually region 7 director from 2012 to 2015. So the uh area out here is quite spread out and not a whole lot of stores, but ever time I had a chance, I got on the road and visited people in Utah and Colorado and Arizona, New Mexico and Wyoming. And that was great to first start seeing stores. Um, obviously, in the peer group, we go to each other's stores. So every time I'm ever in a store there, it's a, uh, I just always learn something. I take pictures. I get a great idea from other people. And then um, I was asked to come in and run for president, which I did do and succeeded at. So um, I was elected as president-elect in 2019 and then president and chair. So in that three-year period on the national board as an officer, I did also have an opportunity to see quite a few stores, uh, talk to a lot of people, certainly through the pandemic. We were focused on trying to help the event people the best that we could, spoke mm -hmm. to a lot of legislators then. So that was a pretty amazing event to be on the phone with these people in, in Washington that I would have never had any contact with. And also just the level of rental people that I got to know in that time was really great. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it was great for me. I, I was able to see you through that whole period uh, kind of grow as a business owner and uh, see things differently. Um, clearly, you're on a path of education and knowledge building for the entire period of time. Um, and of course that never ends, but you know, understanding different elements of your business. I remember a meeting where, you know, you were trying to understand your financials and it was really getting you down 
And then I remember like, what, seven years later, you're in Top Gun, right? So it was like, okay, you know, we've seen it. We've seen one extreme to another. And, and that's the beauty of a peer group, uh, being able to follow people on their journeys. Now, regarding tonight's, t today's topic of annual planning, um, one of the things I want us to talk about is the fact that it's, it's not like you just start with 2023. Hey, we got 12 months. What's going to happen in those 12 months? Certainly you want to get there, but let's also take a bigger perspective on this discussion. So first things first, um, life goals, right? So considering every owner in the rental industry has life goals outside their work goals, or we would hope they would, it will drive different um, decision-making in your business. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your life goals? Um, you don't have to go in deep, um, just, you know, some general you know, what is it that you aspire to and you have interest in on your daily activity? Yeah, and I, I can say that um, as the years go on, those have changed a lot. Um, I was uh, until about uh, 14 months ago, I was pretty driven to keep in this business and grow it and uh, see it be successful as it is being successful, but to continue driving the bus and uh, I had a tough year in 21. Um, it, it really, I was working 80 hours a week. I had staffing issues and I had the that moment. I don't know how much more of this I have in me. You know, I don't know how many more I'm gonna, when you're dealing with them, staffing, especially losing a key player who you thought was gonna be your right hand for years to come. Uh, that, that was a bit backbreaking. So that definitely got me to reevaluate my goals. And also at the same time, um, my husband retired in 21, which was in the game plan for years. So I knew that was gonna happen and I thought, oh, I'm not retiring. Well, you know, once he's not working every day and talking to you, you go, maybe that's not a bad thing. So um, so I started down the, uh, the road um, about uh, November of last year, starting to look into succession planning um, so I set the goal to kind of have for 22 to get that coordinated. How would that look? Uh, we can go into f more depth on that. Um, but also I think that key, I got a key hire, thankfully, right after losing an important person, I landed a great guy, um, who's been here since September of last year, who has taken over my day-to-day -day operations fabulously. So he's really freed me up. So I've gone from sort of the worst of my 80 hour weeks to now I'm under 40 easily, which has allowed me to have a much more balanced lifestyle. That's excellent. That's good to hear. And, you know, we hear about everybody working on their business in different ways and using different systems for doing it. Um, you, you are a fan of uh, traction and you've read EOS. And so I think that also can provide the framework to set somebody up up for success in that role, right? Because they're starting to do it. So for life goals, we know every business owner wants financial freedom. They're building their business. They want to have some financial freedom beyond a paycheck, um, but uh, they also want some personal freedom and that varies. So some people are like, hey, next five years, I'm going to be committed, going to work 60 hours a week, 80 hours a week, whatever it might be. Um, but then eventually get to the place where you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I may need some more me time for this to really uh, continue into the future. So um, personal freedom versus financial freedom. 
So you feel like that has changed over the last three to five years for you? Absolutely. Um, you know, there was definitely a time after the recession that uh, I was quite cash poor, as you know, because you used to see my financials on a regular basis. And uh, I had lines of credit and things going and didn't, used the, the, you know, the uh, my home equity line. I mean, it was all being used. And uh, for everybody that's been an entrepreneur, you know, that's a painful thing. That's that keeps you up at night type of thing. Um, and I am just so happy that I, through you and other rental people and Ami Kassar, you know, came up with a solution on getting that figured out. Obviously, it helped that the business was growing, but I was able to get my cash flow back in line and now have a lot of that. So the financial freedom is um, easy now. Uh, it makes me feel good if we have a downturn now. I'm prepared versus in 2008. I did not think I would have the downturn I did. Um, so, yeah, and then the, the but the freedom for me was, yeah, what, I really don't want to be here with this new hire whose name is Zach. When Zach first started here, he looked at me and said, you know, you don't need to come to work at six o'clock in the morning anymore. I got it. I'm used to not having the owner here. I My last business for 10 years, the owners were absentee and I just like had the most shocked response. I was like, oh, my God, where have you been my whole life? Uh, so um, that's been great. So uh, just even that little bit of freedom, just waking up and hanging around a little bit around the house and um, often with the computer in front of me doing some things, but still just not being here and in the throes and, and being able to work on the business now, because there was so many times before Zach that I had a goal of doing more traction and um, and getting the EOS implemented, implemented, but I didn't have any time to implement it. I was so much in the business. So um, I hear that. It's so, it's really exciting now that he's excited as well as well as my other manager to really uh, go down the path with that in our planning for this next year. So when so what we do when we do annual planning is we ask for people to kind of ground it in a point on the horizon. So annual is one year but it has to live inside a context of a bigger picture. So, you know, I always say, where are you going to be in 10 years? And I'd like to make that extremely painful for people. Um, you know, I'm going to be 65 years old in 10 years. Am I still going to be active in peer groups? Am I, what am I doing with my regular time? Um, the good news for me is most of our facilitators are at least that age. So no, I'm kidding, but seriously, they are. So anyway, <laughs> we were able to like create a path for uh, consultant and support and facilitation well into our later years. But when it's a business owner running a business, if they are stuck behind the counter, it can be brutal, right? So, so that's the first plan is where are you gonna be in 10 years? Then we go to a three to five year period. So have you given much thought to, I'm not going to even put you on the spot with the 10 year, but have you thought about like three to five years and what it might be like to run Aspen Rental? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I have exciting news because I do have a game plan because that person, Zach, is going to become a minority owner in oh, about four days. So wow, he, nice. he is uh, ready to go and coming in. And he and I have a plan. Our plan is for me to be here for 36 months. 
um, for the transition time and make sure he's got the day-to-day operation stuff figured out, but also how to what you know what the the working on side of the business is. So um, very excited about that. As is he, he's excited to have uh, a, a opportunity to be a business owner, not just to have a job. And uh, the game plan is well. The game plan starting in the middle of last summer when we when I found out he was interested. I didn't talk any money at the time, but just get, did the fishing expedition, whether he had any interest in becoming an owner. He was very excited about that. I had known prior to that, that he, um, he had hoped to buy a business before he found me last year. So mm-hmm. I knew that he had that mentality that he was, you know, business owner versus just, uh, coming in as manager always. So, um, the goal this last summer when we decided to go down the path was that he would be actually become a hundred percent owner in a couple days. Um, but some advice from many uh, peer industry or industry peer people, as well as uh, folks that I just know in the business world here were sort of like, maybe slow that down a little. So um, if, because if he goes in and we do have a downturn economically he's strapped. He will, he will have spent every bit of penny that he has to buy this business and he won't have any backup. So um, I was fine with that and talked with him and he agreed that would be better and less risk for the business and for him. So um, that's when we decided to just do a a partial for a 36 month period. So he is going to continue to take over the day-to-day and he and the other manager are going to be equally doing the front and the back of the business as they do now. Um, One oversees all the equipment and the service and uh, mechanic side and he oversees the front side customers and all of the um, billing side of the business. Um, so yeah, so we, I'm very excited that I actually really have a pretty clear three-year goal now, and yeah. the plan is in three years, he will get this place valued again, and he'll either say, yay, it's a good go for me, and I want to go forward or not, and I will make the plan at that point. But So I think I will be out in 36 months, um, but I also think that I'll have a lot more free time in those 36 months to do other my other things in my life, travel and um, Very cool. do, do other involvement. So I love it. So you have a point on the horizon. That's amazing. Uh, it's a big difference from many of the operators in the peer group network. They don't necessarily think that specifically. So by thinking specifically like that, it allows you to kind of look at the calendar and start to say, you know, what should be done by what time and and how do I go about doing it? So Good for you on that. Um, let's look at the 12 month scenario and say, hmm, where do we start? So how we like to start ideally, and you not everybody has the ability to do this, is to really find out about the health of their team. So some ways that we do that is we might do employee surveying, we might do disk or behavioral profiling. I believe that um You've brought in consultants or talked to consultants over the years. Have you done something like this where you've kind of gotten a sense of, uh, you know, being able to interview your employees or review them and have one-on-ones with them? Absolutely. So I've done a a couple different things, but 
for a few years, I worked with Predictive Index, and we did a lot of culture work and uh, training around on that. Um, and the cost for me at this point with having very, thankfully, very little turnover um, employee-wise now, I'm really only hiring maybe two people a year, so it didn't really make sense for me to go forward. Mm-hmm. But I think it's showed us how um, to work. So I think, you know, down the road here, I plan, I know that you guys are strongly doing the DISC stuff. So, you know, I certainly plan to borrow, you know, get a hold of you all when I need um, some review and people doing disc and then new team players they come in and so we they continue to see how to work with different types of people because i think that is critical um so yeah so that that for sure um and then just going down the path with the planning for this annual um review that that we'll get we're going to get into you know game planning and doing the l10 meetings which is a weekly meeting for those that aren't in that world um the three of us and just really setting those agendas and each week following them and that so you're is, referring when you say the three of us you're referring to your leadership team yes you and two others okay great right. yeah awesome and and that's awesome so you're already very familiar with the eos nomenclature the traction words and things like that so essentially um talking about having regular meetings about the business and essentially working on uh, some big rocks or kind of coaching your employees to to think like an owner. That's that's awesome. So finding out where your employees stand is an excellent place for people to start with annual plan because it's hard to plan without, you know, without making sure everybody's behind you, right? You're going uh, down the road, right? So you want the employees to follow you there. Um, so the next thing that we like to look at and tell me your feelings on this, um, we like to do kind of a SWOT analysis. So we're going to look internally at your business and understand your strengths and weaknesses. And certainly it's always a fun exercise with your leadership team. Um, But then we also look at what's trending, what's happening out in the market as far as the economy goes, what are the opportunities and threats that we see, uh, what's going on in rental. Oh my gosh, look at all the electric stuff, you know, bigger bigger pieces of fleet smaller pieces of fleet where are we where are we going with this so that seems to be a really nice uh step in the annual process would you agree have you guys done stuff like that yeah i i mean we have although um i had some issues with the former the employee and the one that's still here um the one that left they just i couldn't get them to uh really grasp the concept of meeting and they, they just thought that it was a bit silly to sit and around and talk about things when they just needed to work they were busy with what they were doing at that moment and uh so i'm i'm really encouraged now to kind of have a different mindset from them i think having the employee survey will be fantastic um they all just got notified this past week of the change that's um, going to take place and wow on January 1st. And uh, so Zach's made a plan to meet with each of them individually by himself in the in the coming week um, or next week, um, just to be figure out where they're at with him and and, uh, the business and stuff. So I've just done year end reviews with everybody. So I kind of know where everybody's at, but he wants to do it now that they've got this 
uh, the knowledge that so uh, I think that'll be good. And then doing the survey when with you, um, I think that'll just give us a gr better platform for what we need to plan for this year. Absolutely. Yeah, really, it's it's amazing because if you think about it, so much of planning uh, actually is doesn't have anything to do with planning. It has to do with really uncovering and understanding your existing uh, situation. So whether it's with your employees and, you know, their attitudes, their um, morale, things like that. And then also with the SWAT, understanding what, you know, what's going on with your competitive competitors, what's going on with uh, the, the industry and the economy and all those pieces, obviously technology and, and fleet change, that kind of thing. So you're, you're kind of getting a big giant uh, brainstorming session going. And at that point, um, you know, there's one piece that's missing and that is to really understand your financials, right? So um, what does that look for you? Why don't you walk us through how you do um, your income statement and balance sheet? Like, um, are you the bookkeeper or do you have someone doing that for you? And then also, um, you know, if we want to review your financials over the last three years, are you committed to looking at, you know, peer group and benchmarking or what? So give me a little story on your financial situation. Uh, well, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time in them. And uh, I can tell you, as you know, very well that when I back in the day, I, they just they were really perplexing to me and I just couldn't figure out how I was supposed to get to, you know, a healthier place. And um, so, yeah, I've definitely um become much more attached to looking at them regularly rather than uh, throwing them in the drawer and hope it all comes out at the end of the year. Um, but I do have a fantastic bookkeeper who is remote. So she has been with me now for about uh, almost six years. And she is great for sort of CFO level stuff. Um, I got way too involved with the day-to-day -day stuff here um, so I now don't do any of that. Thankfully, uh, Zach has taken over the the daily QuickBooks uh, inputting, um, paying the bills, et cetera. So um, I actually still sign the checks. So we, I am part of it, but I'm not doing the day to day. But um, I have been spending a, quite a bit of time, um, obviously, getting the business in the last year prepared for sale. So that was a lot uh, because at that time, I, I didn't know that I would have an employee coming in a year ago right now. I thought I was going to open market. So there was a lot of work um, and really becoming understanding of what where I was at financially. Um, thankfully, in a pretty strong place, especially last year and now this year will be even better. Um, and then uh, I think the next thing for me has really just been the 12-12 the report is something that I like a lot. I really like having a dashboard. So I'm I, I'm not with the same dashboard that I was the Microsoft BI um, one from before, but I'm hoping to find one again. And because that to me is critical and I think everybody should have that. And that would be part of my um, so, so a couple things that I'm going to pause on you because you're, you're going to get it way ahead of people. So dashboard essentially allows you to look at both financial key indicators as well as other key indicators like performance key indicators from your management software and right so you're looking yep. at like what's the best data and certainly for those of, of you out there who have EOS you're familiar with 
the data component of your weekly meeting and being able to go over a metric or assigning a metric per person and things like that. So, okay, sorry, I had to interrupt That's there. Okay. You started talking about business intelligence and I'm like, okay, nobody's gonna know what BI is. We need to talk about that a little bit. But, yeah. Um, very cool. Well, and I didn't know any of that until a few years ago. So um, for sure, I think that's just being able to take the step out and working on the business and seeing, you know, seeing the difference. Um, and then also now as we, you know, transition um, that I can show that to somebody and make it sense for him versus us just kind of wallowing around and not really knowing, you know, again, looking at the responding rather than planning. I mean, that's why I, I certainly was a responder for a lot of years because I was so busy working in the business. And now it's it, it's exciting to plan the, the business. So so this will be very interesting. So, you, you know, we've been speaking about like kind of getting it all out and, you know, what keeps you up at night and some SWAT and some all that, you know, understanding where your finances have been the last couple of years. So now you're at the point where you're turning and you're starting to plan the new year. Do you do you anticipate? I know um, my plan is to come out and visit you in January. Do you anticipate having uh, your leaders actually help you to establish financial goals for the year? Yeah, I think we okay. we we have already been talking about that. I mean, and I've you know the. ARA has the analytics, and uh, so I'm I'm using that as kind of my baseline. That it's a been fun to do 25% growth two years in a row, but we, I know realistically that is not probably going to happen again for Great a bit. Great job, though. Amazing. I know, crazy. So, um, so yeah. So I'm, you know, we're 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 slowing down to be. I'm guessing is about a five percent growth this coming year, perhaps. I will be happy that if we can stay where we are and not lose, um, so 5% growth from where we are right now would be great. Um, so with that in mind, um, and not knowing what the economy is really going to do, some people think it's going to crash, others don't think so much. Um, so I'm happy to see that, you know, and talking to a lot of rental for folks out there, with everybody seems to think there's going to be a slowdown, but not a major turn back, turn down. So um yeah so i think that's we, we we've talked about that and what we want to do equipment wise is where they really are part of that is what what's that look like for um 23 investments in equipment because we want to keep growing the fleet but not go crazy and put us into a cash crunch getting a hold of equipment is still a nightmare so we've uh, got stuff on order that we hope to see in 23. yeah um but well, yeah, there's so I many think, there's so many big issues to think about, like especially with fleet and category of assets and your ability to uh, service and maintain those assets and and again be able to store those assets, right? So if your utilization is going to start dropping because you've been um, buying fleet to match your 25% growth every year, right? So it, it becomes um, a challenge on a whole bunch of levels. So that's the kind of stuff that starts keeping you up on at night. You start to write down these as issues, right? We call them, um, you know, in, in the peer groups, we have roundtable conversations around those issues to help resolve them. But in your business with your leadership team, you will have this, issues list that you'll work through to achieve your annual goal. So I guess what's cool is, um, especially with your bookkeeper, pulling her in with the pro forma, 
identifying, hey, some of these expenses might go up, right? So you've experienced inflation, I'm sure, the last two years, correct? Yes. So you're so we you, did so you, we did do a, a pretty sizable rental increase, uh rental rate increase in the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Um we took a, quite a bit of time and looked around the country at different people's pricing and kind of decided where we needed to be compared to them. And that has gone um, well for us this year. We really didn't have any pushback, which was good. And um, But now, you know, in this year, our prices um, have gone, not our prices to us, our vendor pricing has gone up quite a bit, you know, and it it's really frustrating when it, at, at the ARA show in Las Vegas in the fall of 21, we get quoted a rate. And by the time it was going to show up here, um this summer fall if we when we got stuff i mean it was 15 25 percent higher than what mm-hmm. my quote was back at the time and fascinating they they didn't they're not saving that you know they're, they're like yeah that's well our prices went up and i'm like ah so um that that's hard for us to recover when but so we are also going to do a uh another we're not going to go across the board like we did um in 22 but we are doing a price increase in the areas where we've seen the most in the equipment um price changes going up Mm -hmm. and uh so we are and that's something for years i just sort of went oh it all looks pretty good i don't know how to go now i'm watching it much closer the pricing of equipment and rental rates so um but yeah so that we will have um some price changing because we have to because every we you know we're paying a lot more so so you're checking all the boxes on this uh podcast so i appreciate it you discuss personal financial freedom you discuss leadership management change and evolution you talked about your fleet and your asset plan uh you know obviously um two other big ones are people costs how do you feel about compensation benefits uh what you're facing there um do you feel like you know it's it's going to continue to be a super challenge or is it going to be something that is is you kind of got to handle on because you're in regular conversation with your employees well uh it's tough i mean i i just did year-end um meetings with individually with each employee and there were some that got a sizable bump up for 23 um they they will get a because they i needed to bring them up to what we thought they were worth but also mm-hmm. they were there was starting to be pressure on us um i live in on thank not not great but i live in one of the most expensive places in the country if not the most expensive so the cost of living here is brutal so mm-hmm. you know i i i don't get to pay people in the in the 13 12 dollar range i pay high schoolers 18 dollars to walk through the door so you yeah. know that so anybody that's been with me for 6 8 years now with very good knowledge is is making a industry high rate wage but i don't have a choice on that i have to do that um but we also um and then i you know so everybody got at least a cost of living increase this year but some of them got some pretty sizable but one of the things i'm doing is uh we you know i will definitely everybody's getting very nice year-end bonuses because of the growth we've had this year um and then you know for me going forward with them is we're doing uh we just we didn't have a 401k for the past number of years. I had my whole staff rolled over and I got all these young guys. And at first they just didn't, 
really think it or ask or I couldn't get them to do it. But now they're getting that. So, what you know, for 23, they're going to have um, profit sharing with that new 401k as well. Um, and so I think it'll be good. Um, I, you know, I just I'm trying to make sure they all know that they're valued and let them have a plan and be part of the plan. That's awesome. So tremendous commitment to the employee side and obviously 50% of every expense in a rental operation is related to an employee cost. So I think that's under uh, undervalued and under committed to in terms of communication. So good for you on that. Um, all right, last piece, um, and this is huge for Aspen Rental, and that is constraints around facility and yard, right? So you know, uh, when I think about your business, I do go around the country and I see Southern California, I see Northern California, I see Washington, the state uh, with severe facility yard constraints and costs. Um, how do you deal with that with regard to your, I mean, you obviously you grew 25% the last two years each year. So like, how is that happening with your space constraints? Well, I bought a new property in 2014 and I went from a half an acre to two acres. Wow. And it was a big investment because real estate here is stupidly expensive. But thank God I got in when I did, because this past fall, um, my property was um, looked at. We got it valued and the valuation came in at four times what I paid for it in 2014. Holy cow. So I'm not, selling, I'm not selling the property, <laughs> but it's good to know that it's grown that much. I, I thought it might be if I was going to be to an outside buyer, you know, and they may want everything. So that's why we did it. But um, that didn't come together and that's fine for me. Um, but yeah, I was so this property has gotten extremely valuable, although there's nothing else I can do because I to try and find more space, there's just nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I have that's why my value's gone up so much. Commercial commercial real estate here is is really really tight. Um, so now at this two acres, I'd need about I could use four. So um, we I, it's constant, and if something's not earning its space, uh, it doesn't stay on this property. I just the guys are in full agreement with me on that. We if something's a dog we it doesn't stay so we 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 really watch that ROI because it this property is tight um and uh i if i could find some storage area to do some off season storage um obviously we're very seasonal so um there's a lot of product on here that like ground heaters that only work in the winter so if they could go off in the summer and give us some more space but we we store these things they're hidden all over the behind the warehouses and whatnot in the off season. So, yeah. And then I, as you know, I, what a nightmare I went through. My county is very, very particular. Mm -hmm. um, so it cost an arm and a leg to get through the all the rules that I had to do it to even buy this property. So, uh, yeah. So we're we're we don't have a lot of freedom just to do what we want on this property. They're they're pretty tough on us. Well, and again, that's something we'll look at. And obviously, going forward with your leadership team, you will be discussing that as an issue, right? So it's stuff that keeps you up at night. How do we make things happen? You know, the the processes that you have in, in your rental business, how do we improve them in such a way that it can take advantage of 
you know, or at least deal with the constraints that you're facing on your facility. But um, anyway, we do have to um, end it here, but I appreciate your time today. I want you to have a very happy uh, new year, but we appreciate you being here on Peer Talk. Well, thank you. This has been fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you here in about a month and uh, doing this annual planning. um, I think it will be a great lead off to uh, the new structure of of my business. Awesome. Well, Happy New Year, everybody from Peer Talk. Happy New Year. View your industry data like never before. Gain insights, view real-time KPIs, drive growth, unlock potential. When you join PeerTech, your data drives decisions. Why be satisfied with incomplete data when clear, responsive, real-time trends could be yours? Now is the time to start making insightful, data-driven decisions for your business. PeerTech. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.